Hello again, wrestling fans, and welcome to episode number 154 of the Scumbags of Wrestling podcast. My name is Sean, and I'm coming to you from London, Ontario, Canada, and I want to welcome you for joining us wherever you are. We are live right now on Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook, and we're available all over the place on Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or anywhere else you get your podcasts from. I want to thank you for being being with us tonight we unfortunately lost uh, our episode last week uh health issues in the family and family comes first uh over wrestling uh we did get a uh preview of aew double or nothing out on sunday uh so hopefully you uh, joined us for that and we are brought to you by cool bet all our shows want to remind you to stay cool and bet responsibly they not only sponsor our shows such as this podcast and This Week in History along with our Fantasy Warfare Tournament, but they also are the proud sponsors of this championship belt and our Scumbags Predictions League, where you can earn points just by watching pay-per-views, whether it's WD, Impact Wrestling, AEW, or NXT, and earn points just by picking who you think is going to win and sitting back and enjoying the show. Uh, like I said, I just want to remind everybody, health-wise, reach out to people that you love or know. Ask them how they're doing. If you're not feeling well, reach out to people. Go to the doctor. Do what you need to do. But we're almost at the end of COVID. Uh, more things are opening up. If you're here in Ontario, the stay-home orders are done. And we're apparently going to start uh, three stages of opening up businesses. So get your shots, stay patient, and get out there and uh, do what you need to do. But also check in on people and make sure that they're healthy. Um, like I said, we've ended up missing our uh, news from last week. I'm going to touch on some of it, uh, just whatever's relevant, and uh, get your opinion. If you go to our Facebook page right now, you can also uh, click a link and join us in the show and have your say of what you think is going on. Uh, some of the uh, things, including AEW's uh, Double or Nothing pay-per-view, what you thought of it. Also, uh, with the recent releases that happened uh, just yesterday and the speculation that WWE is going to be put up for sale. So you can find that link. You can uh, pop up down below. And I'll bring you into the show, and you can have your say and thoughts on the, the news. And you don't have to download anything to be a part of it. Just click the button, and you're in. But I'm going to uh, start with uh, some of the news. Stephen might join us in a little bit. Uh, he's just finishing up dinner. Last time I talked to him about a half hour ago, 40 minutes. So we'll see if he's uh, available to join us. And might backtrack on a couple of things uh, to get his opinion. But yesterday, as I said, WD released six more talent from the main roster. Those releases included Braun Strowman, who just recently challenged at uh, WrestleMania Backlash for the WD Championship alongside Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre. So he's gone. Uh, Aleister Black, who was just brought back telling stories, and we saw him make an appearance on SmackDown kicking... Big E costing him his uh, chance of getting the Intercontinental title back, and then he wasn't on last week's show. Now he's totally gone. Then Lana 
got put through the table for multiple weeks in a row, was learning to do better, teaming with Naomi, and now she's gone. Murphy, he's been lost in the shuffle ever since the whole uh, story with Mysterios and the relationship with Aaliyah uh, went to the wayside. And they even uh, briefly brought him back as a heel to be with Seth Rollins. Gone. Santana Garrett, she was doing uh, training down in uh, NXT and helping the next generation. She's uh, been released. And one that surprised me as well was Ruby Riot, one half of the Riot Squad. She's uh, been released. Uh, So looking at the list, I wasn't overly surprised about Braun. He's a big guy, but somewhat limited uh, limited on what he can do. where do you put him now that he's out of the uh, world title run? You can't keep on bouncing him back between Raw and SmackDown. And there's some people that they run into a spot where they can't go any further. And maybe it's best for them to find another place to go and then be able to come back. I thought that uh, with people like Randy Orton and others who have been there forever, but how can we miss you if you don't leave? How do you get better? When there was WCW and WWE, you could go to another organization and do a run there and come back and come back like a hero, depending on uh, your status. And right now, that's not really happening. There are guys being released by WWE, and AEW is picking up some, Impact is picking up some, but not everybody can find a new home in that regards. But yeah, these six are gone. This is adding up to more uh, that were released from NXT last month. Uh, the ones that were released in April and Black Wednesday. Um, plus, 60 office workers were released last week. Uh, they were in digital media and uh, creation, uh, stuff like that. And uh, I guess they're falling under a different umbrella. There were people overlapping each other with uh, jobs. And Kevin Dunn, God help us, is now going to be overseeing more of that and getting more power. But also Tony Khan, not Tony Khan, Nick Khan, wrong Khan. Uh, but Nick Khan is getting more power in uh, WD, uh, even getting a, a seat on the board. And he's been now overseeing uh, things with uh, the international uh, combinations and deals that way. And a lot of people are speculating with the consolidation of certain jobs and these releases that it looks like Vince McMahon is getting ready to sell WWE. Um, I hope that doesn't happen. I hope it stays within the family because it's been multi-generations with the family, uh, whether it's Steph and Triple H, whether it's uh, Shane McMahon, both uh, units uh, combining and all three of them running it. I want it to stay in the family. Uh, it's just such a tradition for all these years. Um, I'd understand Vince McMahon finally stepping down, uh, but at the same time, I'd see him dying there. Uh, but uh, where do you see it selling to if uh, it does? We just saw a uh, deal with uh, Peacock where they uh, got all their content there. Could NBC and Peacock uh, do it? There's talk that Disney could do it. Amazon. There's so many different big companies out there that may or may not want 
to have WD under their umbrella, but will it actually happen? And, you know, what will change if that does happen? Uh, hopefully change for the best uh, if it does happen. Uh, I do think they do need some freshening up. Um, as much as I uh, respect and admire Vince McMahon, met the man, and uh, I just think it's time to get some uh, fresher ideas. I love uh, Bruce Pritchard as well, but it doesn't seem to be a uh, good combination right now. I want to get rid of Kevin Dunn. There's so many people's careers that have, I think, been for the worst because of Kevin Dunn and his lack of vision for them and that stunted them compared to what they were able to do in NXT. Obviously, people running NXT see more in these uh, talents, but then when they get brought up to, quote-unquote, the main roster, it uh, kind of destroys them, and I don't like seeing that. So if you uh, want to send us a message, scumbagswrestling at gmail.com or go to our Facebook page, join us live right now, have your say on what do you think is going to happen? Will Vince McMahon sell? And also, what do you think about these recent releases? Let us know, and uh, we'll definitely bring you in. Uh, WD could be also hinting at a return of Brock Lesnar uh, soon. He was mentioned by Kofi Kingston and uh, Drew McIntyre on their build-up to their match uh, this past Monday, which was a number one contenders match for Bobby Lashley at Hell in a Cell. Uh, we saw, obviously, uh, Drew McIntyre come out on top, so we'll see Lashley against McIntyre at Hell in a Cell in a couple of weeks. But even Lashley was talking about him on Raw Talk, wondering why is everybody bringing up Brock when he's not even there and he's the champion. Um, sounds like they're bringing up uh, his name a lot and could be in time for SummerSlam. And we've already known that Lashley did come back to WWE hoping to get a match against uh, Brock Lesnar. This could be that opportunity, and they're doing uh, the setup that way. Um, just wait and see what's going on with that. But uh, speaking of the match with Drew and Kofi, they were uh, hitting each other really hard during the commercial break. They had to check on uh, Kofi with his knee. Uh, he was able to continue on going in time for them to come back from commercial. And then he ended up hitting uh, Drew really hard, and Drew got a uh, black eye out of it. These guys uh, were not holding back on Monday night, and uh, it was really appreciated backstage when they uh, made it back to Gorilla. Uh, they were welcomed by uh, different talent, uh, congratulating them on having a great match. Over in AEW, both Paul White and now Mark Henry are working there and both have been wanting to have at least one more match and didn't think they were going to be able to do so in WD. And they also wanted to uh, do some coaching and uh, they're both now going to be doing commentary on different AEW shows. And uh, the, they might end up working together uh, either commentary or in the ring um, to have that uh, last match. Or they might uh, put over a younger talent. Uh, what would you like to see? Do you want to see these guys battle out in AEW? Or do you want to see them put over younger talent to uh, get their last matches in, but still have uh, relevancy in uh, wrestling? I guess uh, 
there's been a lot of memes going on as well where you see that Randy Orton makes fun of somebody, braids them, and next thing you know, they're over in AEW. It's happened with Matt Hardy, Christian, uh, Big Show, Paul White, and now Mark Henry. Um, I guess the lesson is don't get in confrontation with Randy Orton and be belittled by him unless you want to go to AEW because, yeah, that seems to be where to go. Sheamus uh, broke his nose uh, this past week on Raw in his match against uh, Ricochet and uh, Humberto Carrillo uh, when Carrillo ended up accidentally kicking him uh, really hard in the face and he saw the blood on uh, Sheamus's uh, face when uh, that match ended. Uh, but he said he's still going to be around kicking ass and he's not giving up the title anytime soon. Uh, with disposing of Carrillo and uh, Ricochet like he uh, did before. Of course, they both got fluke wins this past week, but is he going to continue with uh, this feud, or who else will step up and go against Sheamus? Um, it's odd for a heel to be doing the uh, open challenges like he is, but also he's going against the 205 small guys. So I don't know. Uh, I think he deserves a lot better Sheamus, meaning him, but... Uh, yeah, they just need a little more direction. Three hours or not, Raw seems to have a lack of direction that SmackDown doesn't have, and obviously NXT doesn't have either. Um, Matt Riddle, or Riddle, could be uh, getting his dream match with Goldberg uh, at SummerSlam, even though uh, they said it never happened. If somebody's paying you to do the job, you're pretty much getting booked to do it. Uh, one way or another. And uh, Goldberg is due to come back in time for SummerSlam. It's going to be in front of crowd, and he's supposed to do two matches a year. So uh, this would be the opportune time for that to happen. It could be going against uh, Riddle. He's been getting a big push with doing the Arcade Bro, but that's not going to last long, and expect Randy Orton to turn on uh, Riddle eventually and have a feud between the two even though they're treating back and forth their own finishers. Uh, anything's possible going on with that. The Miz was back on uh, Raw this past Monday. Uh, it was been reported that he had a tear of his ACL. Thankfully, it was not a full tear, or he would have been off for about nine months and having to get around on crutches. But it's only a partial one, so he still can't wrestle, uh, but he can at least show up at uh, shows. And he's offering his services as a manager until that time. When that uh, does finish, I though see him getting into a feud with John Morrison uh, that's been long overdue. Uh, I think they were hinting at it, but prior to uh, that matchup with uh, Damian Priest and the Zombies, but because of the injury that he had, the, that story's been put on hold for now. So let's hope Miz gets uh, healed soon and we have a good storyline between these uh, two good friends, Miz and Morrison. Spanish commentator over in AEW, Willie Urbina, was released from AEW after racist comments uh, were heard on the Spanish commentary of AEW Dynamite this past Friday night on Fight. Uh, somehow their microphones were still left open and uh, people were able to hear, at least in the Spanish commentary, uh, him mocking uh, Hikaru Shida's uh, accent while speaking English, and it was uh, very 
uh, racist and stereotypical of Asian talking. Uh, I didn't hear it, but uh, yeah, just uncalled for. She did, did not respond to it until after the fact, but Tony Khan was quick to uh, fire uh, Urbina quickly and saying that this is not acceptable behavior, especially in his company. So hopefully he learns a lesson and uh, that won't happen ever again for anybody for that matter. Uh, other than Urbina, Awesome Kong has also gone from uh, AEW. She was injured during the fourth season re- uh, taping of Glow. Uh, I think they only got like two episodes in before Netflix pulled the plug on them. And so that those episodes were scrapped. She was injured uh, while filming. Uh, she was welfare queen over on Glow and had not appeared in AEW in well over a year because of this injury. And uh, now that her contract is up, uh, she is not going to be with them. I'm not even sure if she's cleared to uh, return to the ring at all, but uh, we'll see what happens uh, with the future of Awesome Kong, where she turns up, or if uh, she's going to be uh, done with the business altogether. Uh, You mentioned about Nick Khan uh, getting... uh, more responsibilities in WD and now has a board uh, spot thanks to Vince endorsing him. Vince McMahon also uh, apparently asked talent to go uh, back to the PC uh, during their days off to get basically bring rest off and get them prepared for going back on the road, which is going to happen next month, part of their 25-day tour or 25-dates tour uh, going basically from middle July all the way up to about Labor Day-ish, I believe, uh, or those 25 days. And I think this weekend, uh, during the horse race, we're supposed to find out where uh, WD is going to be holding SummerSlam. We know that it's going to be on a Saturday, August 21st, but where is it going to be? Because it's also the same night that there is a, a huge boxing match. Uh, going on. I'll uh, have more details on that later on, but uh, just where is it going to be? Who knows? They say it's going to be a a destination uh, location, so it could be anywhere in Florida, California. Vegas has been a top one, but that's where also the boxing is going on. could be uh, back over in New York with MSG. A lot of things are opening up in the United States, unlike here in Canada or at least on a slower pace in Canada than they are in the U.S., because we just saw a uh, full house for uh, Double or Nothing. But, um, yeah, so that's what's going on with SummerSlam. But he's uh, wanting uh, talent to go back and get uh, ring rust off and make him uh, ready for audiences again. Some of the talent aren't too happy with it, but when they're only working once or twice a week for the last year and it's been in front of tv cameras minus wrestlemania and monitors uh with the thunderdome it might be a good plan just to get some rust off because um there was some uh shaky moments during wrestlemania might have been some nerves uh, going into there and it's understandable considering it was a big uh, moment wrestlemania and live audience so Vince might have an idea with that, but you never know how much one person needs over another. Molly Holly was backstage on Monday 
and she's trying out for a producer role. People are happy with her progress so far, and uh, she'll end up learning more as time goes on and getting ready for going back on the road. Because even though uh, they've been releasing a lot of people, uh, they are going to need producers again to go out on the road with these house shows and TV shows. Um, and once they're able to do more, one and they are split again because some of the shows are going to be super shows. But and that's going to have both rosters on them. But they will eventually split off to the uh, SmackDown and Raw uh, trains again, and they're going to need those uh, producers available. And somebody like Molly Holly would definitely be a uh, fresh perspective on uh, some of the productions that have happened uh, going on uh, different producers. So we'll uh, see that going forward. And uh, Mark Henry uh, pitched ideas uh, for working in WD recently. And he said on Busted Open Radio, uh, they've been talking about uh, ideas to Vince. And Vince was really receptive to him. Vince and him have a relationship uh, going back to the 96 um, Olympics and knowing him uh, that long. So he was uh, receptive to some ideas. But then with the different cuts going on, Mark thought it'd be best to not try and stay with WD. Uh, went back and talked to Vince. Vince agreed and uh, gave him sort of a blessing to go elsewhere, aka AEW, which now we saw this past Sunday when he was announced to be um, a broadcaster for uh, the new show that's coming up. Uh, I want to say Revolution, but it's not that... Um, it's slipping my mind at the moment. But the new show that's going to be Friday nights at 10 on uh, TNT, moving over to TBS later on. And then uh, also being a coach. So we'll see uh, Mark Henry hanging around with Tony Khan and AEW uh, for the foreseeable future because it was a multi-year deal that he signed with that. Uh, people are upset with Cody Rhodes uh, having a pride shirt wondering why there isn't an AEW one or a shirt representing the LGBTQ2S plus uh, talent like Sunny Kiss, Nyla Rose, and others. Um, it's been said that by Brandy Rhodes that anybody can make their own t-shirts and be uh, put up for sale for uh, their charities uh, if they want. But so far, Cody's the only one that's done so. And Cody is donating the profits um, from his shirt to a transgender equality organization. So if you want to support uh, that uh, T-shirt, it is uh, Cody Rhodes and it has his uh, logo, uh, the one that's on his neck, uh, with the uh, rainbow uh, pride uh, colors with it. So uh, that's available to support uh, the LGBTQ2S uh, community and uh, transgender equality. So go out and uh, find that. Probably uh, a link on AEW.com uh, or AllEliteWrestling.com. I believe it was their actual email or website. Fast and Furious 9 or Fast 9 movie is doing very poorly in uh, the movie theaters over in Taiwan since uh, Cena's blunder of calling Taiwan uh, country and upsetting a lot of people uh, on both sides of uh, the world because people in China are upset that he called it a country 
and that's why he quickly apologized and it was very groveling and very i don't know just really bad image uh he kept on apologizing apologizing and just was sort of kissing their ass a lot and that's fine if that's what he uh, felt that he needed to do but it seemed like it was a lot overboard and a lot of people are also upset over on this side of the world that he was so quickly to bend over and uh, suck up to uh, the Chinese government and people for just what he ended up saying. People like CM Punk, JBL, and a bunch of others are upset. Uh, it also upset people in the Hollywood and movie uh, area. So it may or may not have a repercussion on what's going on with uh, the movie when it premieres here in North America. But at the same time, it hasn't gotten very good reviews. I guess they're going into outer space somehow. Uh, and John Cena is playing uh, the brother to uh, one of the main characters. And yeah, I have not followed the uh, Fast and Furious series. Uh, my friend that I work with, Nathan, has and keeps on encouraging me to watch them. But um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, just seems to be a little bit hokey and we're getting up to uh, Jason 10 uh, sort of uh, territory where Jason was in space. So now Fast and Furious is in space. I don't get it. But it's not for me to get. Uh, some of the news uh, from last week uh, now is that uh, Finn Balor seems to be done with his time in NXT run and it looks like he's going to be heading back up to the main roster, whether it's Raw or SmackDown, has not been confirmed yet. But uh, Finn was recently on Ryan Satin's Out of Character podcast where he uh, talked about wanting to go back to the main roster. Uh, he brought up wanting to get back into the ring with AJ Styles. They only had uh, one WD match, and that was in 2017 at TLC when AJ was sent to replace Bray Wyatt. Bray was supposed to be Sister Abigail that night and got uh, sick, and so they quickly sent AJ Styles to be there, and they were both Bullet Club members in Japan, but never at the same time. They were both leaders of Bullet Club, too. Uh, they had a decent match when it was the Demon versus the AJ Styles, and if he goes back up to the main roster, this could happen again and be a good highlight uh, attraction match uh, and feud to uh, have going forward. Uh, not only will Dynamite uh, be on TNT uh, tomorrow night at uh, 10 o'clock, it will uh, be also doing a few other uh, moves in time, uh, depending on the NBA uh, schedule with their playoffs. Uh, so, unfortunately, with TNT, they are a major uh, outlet for the basketball, and they're shifting around. So, tomorrow night, they're going to be on... Uh, TNT at 10 o'clock after SmackDown. Uh, I've heard also that they might be uh, recording some more episodes during this time and having a little bit of a stockpile and getting a rest while they regroup, uh, sorry, regroup in a way and get uh, ready for going on the road, which I believe they're going on the road July 7th uh, with their first show uh, with uh, live crowd in Miami, and then the 14th in Austin, Texas, and the 21st in Dallas. 
So uh, they're going to be getting ready for that. And of course, they're going to end up uh, eventually having, oh, there we go, it's Rampage, which Mark Henry is going to be uh, commentary on, and that's going to be Fridays at 10 on uh, TNT once everything gets straightened around. That debuts Friday the 13th of August uh, with that show, and it's not going to be a supplementary show from what Tony Khan said. It's going to be a full-out uh, show uh, complementing uh Dynamite not be a secondary show like, say, a main event for WWE or how Heat was or Velocity or anything like that. Uh, they already have that with uh, Dark and Dark Evolution. Dynamite and Rampage are going to be uh, A shows in their case. But, of course, we know that uh, next year they're also moving to TBS and the TNT title has been also said that it's not going to change name, even though it's moving to the other network. Um, so that's what they want to end up doing. And that's the future uh, for the schedule with uh, Dynamite going forward at the moment. Uh, just keep on watching your listings so you know when it's going to be on. Uh, we'll try and keep you caught up on that. WWE recently released... Uh, the 35 uh, people in digital media promotions. Kevin Dunn getting more power there. Um, Alexa Bliss missed Raw uh, two episodes ago. She was back this past week, but she ended up missing um, the week before because her beloved pet pig, Larry Steve, uh, was very ill and uh, she was seeking medical attention from him. Unfortunately, treatment was denied by the vet that was uh, normally dealing with him. Because of um, his mobility issues and how big he got, uh, Larry Steve was not even moving, I guess, at one point. Um, but by the time someone did come to help, it was unfortunately too late, and Larry Steve uh, passed away. And Alexa posted a video um, on Twitter afterwards. Our condolences obviously go out to Alexa at the time. And uh, Larry was uh, first seen on... Uh, Total Divas when Alexa was part of the cast and even had his own Instagram account. So, um, yeah, unfortunately, Larry Steve, pet pig, uh, passed away, beloved pet of Alexa Bliss. Ted DiBiase uh, is continuing being on NXT. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, he was uh, on there bidding on houses, uh, showing off watches, Ended up uh, showing up at NXT, and before he could do anything, LA Knight interrupted, and they ended up walking out together, and DiBiase laughing at Grimes. Uh, more interaction with him this week, and it's leading up to uh, TakeOver, where there's going to be Grimes versus Knight, and Ted DiBiase's legacy, possibly the million-dollar title, will be brought up. Well, that's going to happen at uh, takeover in your house coming up a week from this Sunday. And that's going to be on the WD network. Uh, so Ted DiBiase has been around for a bit and we'll see where or how much longer he is, uh, doing that after uh, takeover. Velveteen dream was released. Uh, we didn't get a chance to talk about that, uh, last week. Uh, he got his release from WD, uh, last uh, week and a half ago. 
And he then wrote a lengthy post on Instagram explaining his side of his Me Too accusation uh, that he got called out on last year. He basically claimed that there was uh, two teens trying to get into wrestling and he'd uh, been asking business questions that got put out there making him look like a uh, predator. And uh, when one of the uh, people ended up getting a concussion, uh, he advised him to not return to wrestling until he cleared up. And that guy did not uh, want that advice. And that's when Dream stopped communicating with him. These other guys started talking with each other. And yeah, that's where some of the Me Too stuff came out. Whether you believe his side of the story or the other sides, that's going to be up for debate and obviously um, court of public opinion. Uh, WD said that they did uh, some investigating, came up with nothing, brought him back, and there was a lot of backlash on him uh, on and WD for bringing him back in. And so then he was taken off again. He was seen recently backstage uh, talking with Shawn Michaels. And... It was speculated whether or not he was going to be brought up to the main roster when he was uh, doing that. But then, obviously, he got released. There's been uh, talk that some of his release was not, obviously, due to the Me Too movement. It was due to uh, certain attitudes and behaviors backstage that rubbed people the wrong way. And it was almost described as uh, pre-WrestleMania 14 Shawn Michaels style of uh attitude and uh carrying himself around not the current Shawn michaels that we know who found religion uh so if he's being a pain in the ass uh, that way uh if those rumors are true uh, true then uh yeah thanks uh, for coming out uh patrick clark and uh, we'll see if anybody else wants to hire patrick clark in the future uh or if he's going to have the same sort of stench as uh, a Joy Ryan currently has. So that's up to other promoters to go from there. Triple H claimed that their in, yeah, investigation came up nothing. Sorry. Uh, even though WD cleared out some uh, talent on NXT uh, with releases uh, a couple of weeks ago, it looks like NXT could have more space uh, cleared up as there's going to be talent brought up from NXT to the main roster. Uh, I just mentioned Finn Balor as being part of uh, that uh, idea. Not sure who else would uh, be brought up uh, from NXT because we just saw Adam Cole even return to uh, NXT this past week and get himself into that uh, five-way main event. So uh, anybody hoping for Adam Cole to be brought up, uh, that's not happening either. Um, So... All I know is I just hope that uh, these call-ups are given a chance to thrive, and especially uh, when they uh, need to impress Kevin Dunn, of all people. Will Ospreay suffered a uh, neck injury in a match with Shingo uh, Takagi uh, that lasted 45 minutes in their match uh, to retain the uh, IWGP Championship. However, the neck injury, uh, he he's had to relinquish the title, and return home to the UK to recover. At the same time, there might be more to the story as Japan is also in the midst of another huge COVID outbreak. And this and trying to juggle shows and plans and 
different things have been canceled. I'm not sure if Dominion is actually going to be happening. The Road to Dominion, I think, was uh, canceled and uh, postponed even by a day. Um, but yeah, that I think that's coming up this past and this next weekend if it is happening. But with the breakout uh, with COVID and talent uh, having to be dropped and how things have been handled. A lot of people are getting really frustrated with rules also of how COVID is being handled in Japan. And there was wondering if Osprey could be one of the talents not happy and totally leaving New Japan for now. Um, I've even saw rumors about him leaving New Japan and joining NXT UK, um, along with the rumors that his girlfriend, uh, B Priestley, was also supposed to be joining NXT UK. So it could be a power couple uh, doing that if uh, everything goes right and he ends up getting healed. Who knows? Uh, that's still up in the air. Uh, depends on if he has also a good contract with New Japan that he can't get out of. So we'll just wait and see what happens with Will Ospreay after uh, his injury heals up. People are wondering what uh, WD are doing with the Viking Raiders as they haven't been uh, used much since the return. There could be a program coming up soon for them as uh, during the Lumberjack match uh, that Priest had with uh, John Morrison. Uh, the Viking Raiders had a run-in and confrontation with T-Bar and Mace. And that could spin off into the feud. But we saw T-Bar and Mace destroy the Lucha House Party this past Monday while the uh, Viking Raiders were back with Mansur trying to encourage him to come up with a roar uh, and a way to impress people when they return back to the road. So totally two different directions for those two teams. If they end up crossing paths, we'll see uh, what goes on. Uh, it could be definitely a very hard-hitting uh, matchups when they uh, do collide if they do uh, there seems there was a lot of backlash uh, from AEW's Jim Ross when he claimed uh, Randy Orton was the best in the world and uh, he had people like Chris Jericho and Matt Hardy uh, tweeting out about how Kenny Omega is the best uh, in the world and how he's the most protected champion and belt collector and all this other stuff. And I guess even uh, because of that backlash this past uh, Sunday on Double or Nothing, Jim Ross said, well, if uh, Kenny Omega can end up uh, retaining the championship against Pac and uh, Cassidy, then he truly could be or would be the uh, greatest uh, in the world of wrestling. So as much as he said on his podcast, you know, it's his opinion. He also backpedaled uh, and uh, tried putting it over to Kenny just to appease people, um, knowing that Kenny was going to end up winning uh, his match. Clearly, uh, was not going to be dropping uh, those titles to any of those titles to Orange Cassidy or Pac, especially at this time when he's trying to be a belt collector. A little too early in the uh, process for that. Uh, this week we saw the debut of Jimmy Smith on uh, Raw. He took over for Adnan Virk. Adnan Virk uh, was released uh, a week ago, and it was stated that uh, it being a mutual agreement between uh, Virk and WWE, 
Uh, many fans had hoped that Tom Phillips would uh, return to TV and take that spot back. Uh, unfortunately, that didn't happen as he also got released from WD after uh, many years of service with them. I think almost 10 years or something like that. Uh, he spent with WD. Uh, was announced, as I said, Jimmy Smith making his debut this past Monday and taking over lead spot on Raw, sitting beside Corey Graves and Byron Saxton. He had a lot better, more success than uh, Adnan Burke on his uh, first uh, run at being commentator for Raw. And it goes back to being a commentator for UFC. So at least he knows combat uh, fighting in the regards, and it's a reverse of roles for him because I think he was just color commentator. Now he's a lead commentator uh, doing play-by-play uh, for Raw, but he'd also been working with uh, Shane McMahon and a couple of others. Um, I think also Michael Cole on uh, doing stuff before being thrown out there on Raw, unlike what Adnan Burke ended up having to do. So um, hopefully that works out for uh, Jimmy and lasts more than seven weeks, unlike Burke. Uh, yeah, I was going to speculate on uh, any uh, surprises for AEW uh, with Double or Nothing usually having surprises on. And I guess the only surprises we really had were Leo Rush and Mark Henry, two guys who really don't like each other uh, behind the scenes. But if they're going to be in the same company, they're going to have to find some common ground somehow. Uh, oh, and uh, some of the big news that came out last week also, uh, just before I was supposed to record, was that uh, Dave Meltzer could be possibly, I don't know, you know, he just worded it in a way that was totally Dave Meltzer speculating, but he did talk about the fact that uh, WD and New Japan have been in some sort of uh, talks to possibly be exclusive uh, deal with each other uh, for New Japan being exclusive to WD in North America. Uh, this also is possibly because Dana Bryan bringing up the fact that he wants to work in New Japan and fight certain people before he ends up uh, hanging, out, hanging up his boots once and for all. But at the same time, as Nick Khan is having these conversations, Tony Khan ended up having a uh, promo with uh, Tony Schiavone, and it was more in character than being just the businessman Tony Khan. But he did a video mocking the report saying that AEW... Um, has solid connections with New Japan and cited all the recent activity between AEW and New Japan and having a lot more plans in the future, especially with the U.S. title uh, currently held by uh, John Moxley, and that there's only one room, uh, room for one con in WD and or sorry in wrestling, and it's him, not the other con. And he almost also insulted Vince, calling him a con artist uh, at the same time. He just really came off, um, for a guy who did not want to be a character, he came off really arrogant and silver spoon, snot-nosed brat billionaire uh, instead of being a respectable business person to 
just refute the uh, claims. So it's coming from Dave Meltzer. You never know these things. And with, even though with the great relationship Meltzer seems to have with AEW, uh, for AEW to yeah, publicly call this out and say it's bullshit, it's just going to be a matter of time. WWE's reshuffling their decks. It could be for a reason to uh, free up space to uh, include New Japan guys. You never know until it actually happens. But at least it's a WD versus AW feud that's happening over possession of New Japan. And I uh, just mentioned about uh, the fact that WD uh, 25 tour dates, they picked August 21st, which is Saturday for SummerSlam, but not an actual uh, destination until this uh, week at the Belmont Stakes. They're going to do a pre-race show and announce it then. Uh, it's also the same night as Manny Pacquiao versus Spence Jr. So, yeah, there's going to be competition for uh, viewers, whether you pay 50 to $60 for a boxing or WD Network for SummerSlam. And Cardi B is uh, rumored to be the host of SummerSlam as she's uh, tweeted about WD recently. And Stephanie said that uh, she reached out to Cardi B as well. So who knows? But that is when SummerSlam is supposed to happen. I'll be back in just a second and uh, discuss a couple things uh, coming up with Ontario and look back at um, AEW. If you want a variety of wrestling news and history, look no further than the Scumbags of Wrestling family of shows. On Wednesday nights at 6 p.m., join Sean, Stephen, and Jonesy as we look for the best of the best and break it all down in a unique tournament format on Fantasy Warfare Tournament. Then, Thursdays at noon, take a look back at the rich history of our great sport with This Week in History. We live title changes, births, deaths, and some of the best events of all time. Finally, join us for the latest in wrestling news, show results, and predictions Thursday nights at 8 p.m. for the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast. The Scumbags Wrestling can be found on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, and Instagram, along with our audio versions on Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or anywhere else you get your podcasts from. We're a proud part of the Ontario Indie Wrestling Podcast Network and the Johnners Podcast Network. Okay, and welcome back uh, to the show. Just uh, had to refuel for a second and uh, almost sneezed. So thankfully I didn't do that on there. But uh, yeah, I just want to look back uh, quickly at Double or Nothing. And uh, that happened this past Sunday. I was actually able to uh, watch it, even though I was in uh, Windsor. Uh, I found a way of uh, doing so. And the uh, it was odd and good to see all the fans there. Uh, Jim Ross said there might have been about 5,000 fans at the uh, Daly's Place uh, with the amplitude that they have. And, uh, yeah, it started off with sunlight. And so it was almost like seeing how... WrestleMania uh, 9 was. That was the feel that I got, or even uh, like Sturgis for WCW or the uh, uh, 
speech breaks that they used to do uh, with the college students. But the pre-show had Serena Deeb in a really good match with Rio, uh, defending and retaining the NWA Women's Championship uh, belt there. It was initially two uh, faces against each other, but when Rio put out her hand to get sh uh, shook, Serena slapped it away and set the table for her being the heel and went after uh, body parts and knees and ended up getting uh, Rio to tap out. So it was a really good uh, way to start the uh, show. About 15-minute uh, match there. And then the uh, main uh, pay-per-view opened after bringing out Taz and JR and all them. And Hangman Adam Page uh, with a lot of fans behind him, chanting cowboy shit, uh, doing a lot of high-flying moves that big men uh, the size of Brian Cage and Adam Page should not be doing. But uh, Adam Page picked up the victory with the Buckshot Lariat after uh, members of Team Taz ended up trying to help Brian Cage and he refused the help. And this uh, set up uh, some more tension within Team Taz uh, as Brian Cage left. But Adam Page ended up getting the victory. Still uh, very popular. Could be uh, getting himself in line for a uh, title shot, whether it's at All Out or uh, later on in the year at full gear. But we'll have to see when that happens because he's been a very popular uh, fixture for AEW, even though getting lost in the shuffle at times uh, for other people. Next match of the night was Young Bucks retaining their uh, tag team titles over the team of Eddie Kingston and John Moxley. A lot of brawling on the outside uh, before the match and hard-hitting uh, action beforehand. And then uh, the ending came with a whole lot of uh, knee strikes uh, from both Matt and Nick Jackson to uh, Moxley to get the pin on uh, Moxley and retain their titles. Then uh, there was the Casino Battle Royal, uh, and they come out in suits five at a time. Uh, started off with the clubs with uh, Christian Cage, Matt Seidel, Powerhouse Hobbs, Dustin Rhodes, and Matt Castor. The Diamonds were uh, Isaiah Casty, Matt Hardy, Preston Vance, aka 10, uh, Nick uh, Camarado, uh, and Serpentico, who was in there, I think, for uh, the Blade, who was injured. Then the Hearts had Brian Pillman Jr., Griff Garrison, Colt Cabana, Anthony Bowens, and Penta El Zero uh, Monero. And Spades had Jungle Boy, Mark Quinn, Aaron Solo, Evil Uno, and Lee Johnson with the Joker being Leo Rush. Uh, the finals came down to Leo Rush getting kicked out early uh, after getting in there. Uh, good pop from the fans, but uh, it was Private Party and Matt Hardy, uh, then with Jungle Boy and Christian. Christian and Jungle Boy ended up getting it down to themselves, and a lot back and forth uh, going on, even on the uh, ring apron. And eventually Jungle Boy eliminated Christian and is advancing to get a title shot in two weeks on Dynamite. Not sure what date's going to be, if it's going to be a Friday or back on Wednesday. They're still trying to figure that one out, depending on the playoffs. But Christian ended up uh, giving Jungle Boy a hug uh, for uh, winning. And, of course, Marco Stunt and uh, Luchasaurus came out to congratulate uh, Jungle Boy on his win. And with the fact that he won, they got to play uh, Tarzan Boy by Baltimore 
uh, which has been purchased by Tony yeah, Khan, and fans got to sing along with that just like they did. They got to sing uh, Wild Thing for uh, John Moxley and Judas for Chris Jericho and the Inner Circle. The next matchup was uh, Cody Rhodes with Arn Anderson in his corner taking on Anthony Agogo, uh, QT Marshall in his corner, uh, almost student versus teacher-ish uh, mentality. Uh, Cody was trying to do the USA versus uh, UK uh, feud thing. Uh, even with a broken rib, Anthony Agogo on his fourth match in front of people looked good. I don't know if Cody should have ended up winning, but he did end up winning. Uh, would have been nice to have pushed another uh, new uh, talent over Cody, but something's going to probably happen eventually that gets rid of Cody so he can be at home with Brandy and become a new father for a little bit. Match number six saw uh, Miro, the current TNT and still uh, TNT champion, defeat Lance Archer, who had Jake Roberts in his corner. Uh, he ended up getting a submission out of Archer. At one point, Jake came down and had a bag uh, that they uh, made seem like it was a snake, but uh, Miro got away from him, swung it around, and then he threw it up the uh, back to the tunnel, and it ended up bouncing. Clearly not a snake in there, or PETA would have been on their case about that, but this was a hard-hitting uh, fight between the uh, Bulgarian brute and the murder hawk. Uh, hopefully we get to see more of that. And maybe with Lana being uh, released, we'll end up seeing CJ uh, make her way to AEW, and we'll have another couple uh, there once her 90-day uh, no-compete is done. Then uh, the one match that I did figure the title was going to change, Dr. Britt Baker, uh, with Rebel in her corner, defeated Hikaru Shida. Shida had had the title for over a year. Just got an upgrade for the title uh, given to her by Tony Schiavone uh, on Friday, only to lose it to uh, Britt by submission. Uh, about 17 and a half minutes of uh, matchup there. Really good. Uh, these two finally had a good match. Um, Britt has been built up for a little while since uh, getting her uh, nose broken and turning heel. Uh, after the match, Tony Schiavone got up and gave her a hug because that's his friend. Um, it didn't really make her seem too much like a heel, but I thought she should have kind of maybe brushed him off or whatever, uh, just dissed him, uh, just to get back some of that heel heat that she ended up losing during the match because a lot of the fans were pulling for her and uh, Sheeta. It was almost a 50-50 uh, sound there. There wasn't many people booing uh, Britt Baker at all, uh, if any. So we'll see what happens uh, tomorrow night on Dynamite to see how the fans uh, react to Brett Baker as champion, if they're going to still have her as a heel or make her flip to babyface. Uh, Darby Allen and Sting end up defeating Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. Uh, can't say body-wise Sting looked the best. He definitely looked his age, 62, uh, when, he when he took off his shirt. People cringed when he took a suplex onto the stage and then also a crossbody off the stage. Uh, but, yeah, a decent match. Kind of lacking a uh, typical ring psychology as well with some of it. Uh, if you listen to uh, Jim Cornette uh, take it down, 
I can see where he was uh, seeing the lack of uh, psychology using the ref uh, for false tags and stuff like that and building up for the hot tag. But Darby Allen and Sting end up getting the victory. And then, of course, Kenny Omega ended up uh, defeating Orange Cassidy and Pac to retain the uh, AEW championship. Uh, they were making Orange Cassidy look a little bit better than probably he should have. And Kenny Omega ended up taking all four of his title belts from Don Callis and using them on Pac and uh, knocking him out. Orange nearly got the pinfall, but then got crucifixed into a uh, pinning combination by Omega to retain. Then we had the main event of the night, which was the inner circle taking on the pinnacle in a stadium stampede match. I don't get this, to be honest. I looked, obviously it was pre-recorded. They even admitted it took a few days to put it together and record, but there was it was too chopped up and cinematic where, oh, here's Guevara and uh, Spears. Here's uh, Pride and Powerful and uh, FTR. Here's uh, Jericho and Guevara and uh, MJF. Here's uh, Wardlow and Hager. They all had their spots and it was just way too cinematic. I think it was like 25 minutes-ish that fans were stuck watching on a screen when you end up wanting to welcome fans back. And then you show them a video, which then, when it culminated at the end, Sammy Guevara got the victory for his team, and Inner Circle didn't have to break up, but they didn't end up having everybody merge and having all 10 of them fighting, at least in Daly's place, uh, and getting the culmination there. Uh, eventually, Inner Circle ended up coming out and joining Guevara to celebrate, but there was so many people missing. Uh, we also had an appearance by uh, Conan doing DJ services in a uh, bar after uh, Conan, or sorry, after FTF, FTR and uh, Pride and Powerful ended up uh, toasting. So, yeah, that was uh, that whole thing. Um, I would have reversed maybe the order and had a way, if they could have figured out a way of dropping the cage, blood and guts should have been uh, in front of fans. And when you have all those fans, they should not have been doing a 25-minute video for people to uh, watch. I don't know if people got up and left or they were just anticipating the uh, match culminating in the uh, amphitheater. But that's how it ended up uh, finishing off. But uh, I will admit a decent uh, pay-per-view from them. Uh, JR was kind of grumpy about things and understandable. A few too many uh, things uh, going super kicks and just unbelievable kickouts. Uh, Cody and Ogogo could have been better. And um, yeah, Steam Stampede. Nice visually if you're sitting at home and uh, watching it, but I wouldn't want to do it as a fan uh, that's paid money to go to see it in the arena. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, what AEW presented, and people uh, were part of the Scumbags Prediction League and putting in their uh, predictions for the show, and uh, a lot of them got them right. We had some uh, 
nine out of tens uh, going uh, with that show. Uh, we had a couple 50-50s and uh, 70% ones. But yeah, a really good uh, pay-per-view for predicting. And uh, just be sure to watch out for our other shows uh, when we uh, do more pay-per-views. There's always a time to join and go for that uh, title. Remember, we're sponsored by CoolBet for everything going on with that. Uh, the next one that we're going to end up doing is NXT TakeOver, which is happening on June 13th. Uh, this past week on uh, NXT, we basically established four matches for sure that are uh, booked to happen on that. And Raquel Gonzalez is going to defend her uh, championship uh, against Ember Moon. Dakota Kai will be in Raquel Gonzalez's corner and Shotzi Blackheart in Moon's corner. Zaya Lee has marked uh, Mercedes Martinez. They two fought each other at the uh, Mae Young Classic, and they're going to have a, a singles match here. LA Knight uh, against Cameron Grimes with Ted DiBiase on the line. Uh, I mentioned that earlier. And the main event is going to have Kieran Cross uh, defending the NXT Championship in a fatal five-way uh, that will include Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Pete Dunne, and Johnny Gargano. So that's NXT TakeOver In Your House happening on June 13th. And you can always join us for predictions on that show. Now, just want to uh, do a couple shout-outs and thank yous to uh, those uh, who do attend and uh, watch these uh, shows, whether it's Fantasy Warfare Tournament, This Week in History, this show, our uh, Predictions League. We are definitely appreciative of your uh, patronage, and you can always get in touch with us at uh, all the different locations down below. Twitter, Instagram, on our website, scumbagswrestling.ca. Uh, there's also uh, email, scumbagswrestling at gmail.com, our Facebook page, and anywhere else you get your podcast from and news. Now, happening right now, uh, if, after you've listened to this show, George McKay is celebrating 200 episodes. Uh, Straight Talk Wrestling has uh, episode, Vidcast episode number 55, and that's uh, having highlights of uh, his top 10 interviews and also uh, a lot of the shout-outs uh, that he's received over the last uh, couple of weeks getting ready for episode uh, 200. So you can uh, find that on his Facebook page, Straight Talk Wrestling, and also his YouTube page, plus all the other places you get your podcast from. And we'll move over to this one. Gilmy Talks has Cannabis Roundtable discussion with special guests Justin Sane, Aiden Rain, PD Skills, Pierre Doucette, and Ryan Knight of the Knights of the Squared Circle podcast. Schwa Wars has a resign or release edition of their podcast going through WD Raw and SmackDown rosters to fantasy book who they would sign or release. And as you see here, uh, he's available on Anchor FM, Facebook.com at Schwa Wars, and also on Instagram. So check out those two great shows along with George McKay's 200th episode. We also have 
HWE is bringing Country Carnage coming this summer to YouTube. Stay tuned for more details as they become available. HWE is also the home of Battle Arts Academy, and they're sure to have a summer full of action coming your way with Country Carnage. Check out Lewis Carlin with his daily dose of news on Alliance Pro Wrestling Network. That's available on Facebook and YouTube. And as you know, we are part of the Johnners Podcasting Network, and the head of the Johnners Podcasting Network is John Scott. Join John with Wrestling with Johnners, episode number 187, and his interview with legendary UK ref Steve Linsky. That's happening right now over on Johnners Podcast. That's happens on Facebook. YouTube, and Twitch. And catch episodes of Memphis Continental Wrestling uh, cast on Podbean. I believe they are going back and looking at different episodes of Old Memphis Wrestling. And right after this, because we are at 9.10, you can check out such good shoot happening at 10 p.m. And Isaac, Shane, and Dozer are going to welcome Duke the Dumper Drossi to their show. It's available on their Facebook page at 10 p.m. I would also like to give a quick shout out to Crystal and Steven Spice. Uh, just bring that fully up. Uh, Crystal uh, posted on her Facebook page and shared uh, on a bunch of different groups. Uh, a big thank you to the Scumbags Wrestling and myself. Um, so I want to also pass this on to all our uh, fans. The big thank you from her. Uh, I'm going to bring down that banner so it's not hiding everything. But we did end up making our uh, promised donation of $500 from the sale of T-shirts uh, that you can get on our uh Pro Wrestling Tees page. You can also personally uh, email me if you want one of the posters. But uh, as you see here, Crystal is uh, giving a lovely shout out to us uh, for uh, supporting Stephen and the Stephen's Wrestling Journey, uh, Stephen's Hearts for Carry, uh, all which are uh, things going for fundraising at uh, Sick Kids Foundation. And if you want to donate personally uh, to it, you can go to fundraise.sickkidsfoundation.com slash stevensheartz slash home, and they'll be able to set you up with a way of making a donation. Um, you can also go to Pro Wrestling Tees at prowrestlingtees.com. And not only do we have our uh, site at uh, prowrestlingtees.com slash wrestling where you can get the uh, indie comic book uh, cover uh, saluting uh, 22 stars of the independent wrestling scene uh, designed by Nigel Lewis from our page. But you can also go over to prowrestlingtees.com backslash pro, uh, pro wrestling junkies and they have Stevens 3 t-shirt. Both t-shirts are available at Pro Wrestling Tees and are $21.99. Uh, and the money going from the purchase of this is helping out Stephen's Hearts for Carry 
over at sick kids hospital in toronto so they are uh definitely a worthwhile cause and some really great uh, t-shirts so go get out there support uh steven the best way you can and get some great uh swag at the same time i want to thank each and every one of you for being here i'm going to check out now and wish you all a great night and we'll be back with fantasy warfare tournament next week until then have a good one Thank you.